Her and her brother yeah. are both sad, sad babies. The whole oh. time. Okay, she doesn't have a brother in the books, she but in the TV show. <laughs> I know, Grace. Thank you. I haven't actually watched this TV show again. She's never uh, watched the TV this show. Is the thing I looked at on YouTube and haven't actually watched. I'm co-hosting this episode with Grace. <laughs> We'll chime in when she remembers something. I'm just gonna chime in when the TV show is different and say it out loud. She hasn't watched, but that I care deeply about. (laughs) Just like Riverdale, just like Teen Wolf, the movie. Teen Wolf. (laughs) I forgot. I still haven't watched Teen Wolf. (laughs) I have to do that later. Just so I can dunk on you. Oh my god. <laughs> Not if I watch Teen Wolf, Teen Wolf first. Welcome to Fine Pairings. I'm Claire. You sound so unenthusiastic. <laughs> because this isn't normally my thing. <laughs> Do you think you can intro? Claire really does not but like introing. <laughs> Welcome to Fine Pairings. I'm Claire. And I'm Grace. And she's Josie. And I'm Josie. I'm she's Josie. over there. Hi. This is a podcast about fan fiction and sometimes other things. How are you guys? You doing good? I hope so. I'm doing good. We're, we're pretty good. We're fine. We this, could be better because we could always be better. We could always be better. However, but I we don't could always think, be worse. I don't think this episode could be better. Oh, we have you, a lot in store. But you know what is better? <laughs> For those of us who aren't on our Patreon, we have new mics. Yes. Oh, yeah. oh my gosh. They yeah, don't know. They don't yeah, know. They don't know. This has been a secret that has been withheld from you for perhaps four months now. Yes. <laughs> no. So uh, for you guys who are our patrons, uh, thank you again because of your patronage. Uh, we've been able to upgrade our sound system uh, and we have our own mics and headphones and stands and all the things that people have. No snaps for snaps for patrons snaps for the patrons so if you'd now like we to sound like npr yes yeah so i don't know how we're gonna upgrade next but you should still join the patreon we got a we got a list of stuff so so uh josie's here for a very special reason josie do you want to explain why you're here uh one you always do the you're just always going to do the apparently opener now. now i'm involved in the opener you kind of the opener you didn't do the opener for season three but you basically did because you did the tmi and then last yes. time you did the yes. Malik, and now we're doing something else. Yeah, we're doing another fandom that, you Ooh. know, it's questionable how fanfic I feel about history. it. Fanfic history. Fanfic history. This is an important event in fanfic history. Yeah. And if you don't know why, I'll explain why, because I do remember. It's the one thing that I've brought as my contribution to this episode. <laughs> anyway, let's get into it. Okay, yeah. So I'm here. Uh, I, I was trying yesterday to remember exactly when you brought this idea to me, Grace. A long time ago. It, I feel like it was like... The beginning of the year. I remember actually. I think it was because we were gonna. We had pitched the not Twilight July, and so we were talking about this fandom, and oh. I ended up not bringing not this fandom. June. Not Twilight June. Yep, of course. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, oh, oh, do not <laughs> do, do not, not slander July. The Patreon. <laughs> no, yeah. and the very <laughs> sacred Twilight July. <laughs> yes. Twilight will always happen in July. It's a high holiday. Um, And so not Twilight June. I was thinking about bringing this because this seemed like the most obvious fandom we hadn't done. And then we had this conversation for some reason. And so I was like, I can't do this. We're going to save it for a bigger day. Yes, we'll save it. We'll save it for me. So that was like the beginning of season four, honestly. Yeah, it was so probably back in like April, April or May. And so the prompt is Vampire Diaries. Um, and how Vampire Diaries, similar to the Mortal Instruments, has a connection to fan fiction. And I didn't do... So you just told me that. Yeah. Grace was just like, 
Have you ever read The Vampire Diaries? Turns out there's a connection. <laughs> yeah, there's a connection to fanfic. I feel like it's somewhat reminiscent of The Mortal Instruments. Spoiler, it's not. I just wanted it to be in the same vein as The Mortal Instruments episode because that one was so fun. <laughs> right, right. It's a, it's a Book Talks deep dive yeah, book special. Dive. Nice. Book dive. Which also, for the listeners like myself, I didn't realize The Vampire Diaries was a book series. I just thought it was just oh, yeah, on the CW. In the dark. <laughs> Yeah. Claire knows nothing. Yes. I was also told I knew nothing, and then I was told to stay in my nothing knowing. <laughs> yeah, Claire, what do you know about the Vampire Diaries? It was a show on the CW. Yes. Um, there was a, a girl named Elena who Accurate. is some yes. sort of doppelganger for a girl oh. that the other two guys, I think, were into. What a specific Plot point. Yeah. And then <laughs> yeah. she had a blonde friend, uh, Caroline. That is true. Who, is this all from Tumblr? Yeah. And I've seen like Tumblr one. Tumblr really ep- hits you with the weird yes. parts. And then uh, that Caroline was like being paired with some like super vampire named Klaus, who I think had blood brothers who were also vampires. And that's where my knowledge ends. That is, you know, that's actually a lot more than I thought you would know, and very yes. weirdly specific. See, this is why sometimes. See, now you can see why I sometimes don't feel like I need to do research for these episodes because I'm like Tumblr taught me everything I, know, I need to know. I'm fine, <laughs> I know enough to read these fanfics. That knowledge base is going to fit very interestingly into <laughs> what I'm about to. I'm tell scared. You. I'm scared. Um. So this was the prompt. The prompt was read the books, figure out how to like. How they connect with fan fiction, read the fan fiction, talk about something. I mostly just wanted you to read the books to like kind of tell me what the vibe was. You did. I read the books. We will get into that. So basically there's like four rough parts to this episode. Okay, great. First, we're going to talk about my books, my books, the books, and my feelings about them. (laughs) Then we're going to talk about the fan fiction connection Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. my feelings about that. Mm -hmm. And then we will briefly discuss uh, the TV show because I did watch the first season of the TV show. All right. And my feelings. And then hopefully we'll have time to read a fanfic. Cool. Great. So. Of course we have time. The readers, the listeners already have seen that this is like a five hour long episode. Yeah, you can just tell. This is going to be a You'll know ahead of time if this is like a two hour. It's not going to be two hours. No, we really don't think so. We rarely go over one hour. We rarely. The one time we recorded over two hours, it still was not a two hour episode. So. Oh, when are we getting into our, when do we get our drinks? Never. Uh, So I'm going to get the drink out of the way. What should we talk about first? Because I have two options, because I'm that bitch who's going to make you take a shot. Yep. Because I've made you do it twice, so that means you're going to do it every time. Now. It's just a tradition just take now. a shot to celebrate yep. the opening day. Yes. So let's talk about this uh, this little one first. There is a uh, shot glass in front of you. This is just bourbon. It is just bourbon. God damn it. <laughs> so there's a reason it's just bourbon. So the reason I brought you a shot of bourbon is yeah. because I wanted a shot, I had some ideas, and then through my research, which I did too late, apparently bur- on the TV show, Vampire Diaries, bourbon is like their drink of choice. Like, they're it always sounds drinking. sounds sexy. Yes. Really? Damon is always, like, he always has a glass of bourbon. They're like, whenever they're in a bar, they have bourbon. It's like a part of the show. All right. All right. And in my research, I found out mm-hmm. that uh, the two, so there's two brothers that are like a core, they're like the yes. core cast of this show. And the two actors that played those characters on the TV show decided to uh, start their own bourbon company. Oh. And it's it's like named after their on-screen characters. Like it's called oh. <laughs> Wild Turkey. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's called Brothers Bond. Oh, okay. And I was super fucking pumped when I saw this. I was like, this very is cute. perfect. Um, is it any good? So here's the problem. No, we don't I, have it. I, I, we, a, Grace bought this bourbon, so Grace already knows that it's not Brothers Bond. <laughs> It is, we're drinking Buffalo Trace. And the reason why we're not drinking Brothers Bond is because, um, so it just, it's a very new company and it's small batch bourbon. Um, so it's just going to be more exclusive right off the bat. Well, also if they did it recently, how how long does bourbon take to age? Because I know whiskey yes. takes a while. Yes. So like they, it might not even be out yet. Yeah. <laughs> no. So it started, I believe they did like a fancy pre-sale earlier this year in like February, March. And then it finally showed up in stores uh, in May, I think, was when they were starting to roll it out. And uh, if people don't know, Minnesota has, like, weirdly conservative liquor laws. Yeah. And That's so, our Puritan background. Yes. So uh, we were not on the – surprise, surprise, we were on the first list of states it was going to be rolled out to, um, I think, in part because of, like, that – Red tape. But um, it was going to take like three weeks for me to ship it here. Mm. And like I said, I did this research like five days ago. I did get fairly good bourbon. So, so. <laughs> yeah, this is Buffalo Trace, which is not bad. So we're going to take a shot of bourbon. We shot it or sip can we, it so like, we're, I don't know if we can. See, like. now that we're sitting for here, clink by my mic. Mm. Oh, that is smooth. Ooh. <laughs> smooth. And it's smooth. smoother than other whiskey I've shot. It's not whiskey. See, it's that's good. It, You're developing whiskey. a palate. That was that was much better. It did kick me in the teeth a little in the middle, but it's then it was better. Our next drink is a Corpse Reviver. Yes. I picked a Corpse Reviver for two reasons. The one, one, it is obvious. <laughs> because there is, surprise, surprise, a resurrection plot line in the Vampire Diaries. The yes. second reason I brought you a Corpse Reviver is because this is actually historically a hangover drink Ooh. so you oh, drink this makes sense in the, the morning and it like revives the corpse that and i absolutely fucking lily have a hangover from all these books that i've read so i need <laughs> what a beautiful <laughs> i learned this what a beautiful oh, that's funny so i used an ounce of hendrix and then three quarter ounces lemon juice contro and then it's supposed to be either lilit blanc or coche americano uh and there was a bit of a Crisis. My bad. With the liqueurs. <laughs> so I did a mix of sweet and dry vermouth, and we will see. Excellent. How it, it smells goes. very good. Yes. Smells good. And so the the licorice smell is because there's like two dashes of absinthe. Absinthe. Cheers to myself. Cheers. Cheers. I get why this would be a breakfast drink. It's very like that lemon juice comes through. It man. really is strong. Yeah. I like it. But it's got it's a little refreshing. bit of that like herby. Like, you know, I don't know if it's the absinthe or if it's one of the vermouths. This is some like, southern porch on a swing. Yes, drink. this is very southern porchy. Yeah. Like, I'm, lemony and herby. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, it's definitely like more balanced than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Especially because it smells, you really do smell the, the absinthe. It smells a lot. It's a very, what is that? It's a very full mouthfeel. What yeah. is that in wine? It's, it's yeah, a mouthfeel. It's a full body. It's full bodied. It's full In a different way. <laughs> Well, it's a corpse body. Is there like a, a is there like a, <laughs> a lore of like corpse bride? Okay, okay, let's begin. So, okay, give us the vampire diary seminar. You got your drinks? Yeah, y'all ready? No. So we're gonna start with the timeline because the timeline is actually pretty important. Yes. To all the fucking shit I'm about to tell you. Yes. Okay. So the Vampire Diaries books were they were a four book series 
in the early 90s. And by early 90s, I mean 1991 and 1992, which is about as old as we are. <laughs> um, and so those oh, four books are... Oops. <laughs> no, I think we've talked about it all I feel like we've point. talked about it. We've at least said that we're in our late 20s. <laughs> okay, so the original four books are called The Awakening, The mm. Struggle, mm. The Fury, oh. and Dark Reunion. I think I remember seeing these at bookstores. One of these actually, things is not like the other. Yes, I do think it like was a trilogy originally, and then she had an idea for a threw fourth book, one. and then they threw it on, and then for some reason they, they decided this book four where they get married. Like, why no. couldn't they call it the reunion? I don't fucking know. So then, years <laughs> later, Uh-oh. and I mean like seventeen years later, because this came out oh, in two thousand nine. Yeah. yeah. There was a sequel trilogy. Any guesses as to why in 2009 there was a sequel trilogy? Grace. I know the answer. Claire, do you want to guess? Is it because the CW put on um, Vampire Diaries? No, but there was a very famous vampire thing that was also happening right before that time. Around 2008. You know the answer. Breaking Dawn. I mean, further back. You're half right. You're you're right. Eclipse. The first one. You're so Twilight. right. Yeah. You're, oh, it's because right. it's because the book came out earlier. It's I'm because like, yeah. Twilight came out and started the vampire renaissance. Oh. Uh, the movie came out in 2008. Oh. The Twilight movie. So they were like, a lot of people be liking vampires. Yes. I think you could make some more, even though it's been 17 years. A lot of, yeah. It's been 17 years. Yes. And so this sequel trilogy was aptly called The Return. Uh-huh. And those books are Nightfall, Shadow Souls, and Midnight, all published 2009, 2010, 2011. Midnight is very close to Midnight, Midnight Sun. <laughs> I smell some plagiarism. Maybe some IP infringement. So the reason why the Return Trilogy is critical is because okay. after, this, after this trilogy is where the fan fiction connection comes into play. Weirdly, oh. like very late in the game. Hmm. Um, I will get more into this later because I I uh, found like a really excellent letter that L.J. Smith wrote to a reader, beautifully explaining all this stuff. Oh no! Um, but basically, she got fired. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't we all? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's Man. what she said. So relatable. <laughs> I too went on to write a not probably award. Did you winning, want it to explain why she started in the winning. first place, or is that coming later? What do you mean? Why she started writing it in the first place? The fan fiction? No, the books. No. Do you know why she started writing? I mean, she, I know, I know, like the agreement with Ally Entertainment. Yeah. Well, uh, so basically, why, unlike our dear goddess uh, Stephanie Meyer, <laughs> she a did writing not, writing genius. She did not write the Vampire Diaries and then pitch it to companies. Yes. She yes. was um, more or less uh, for hire. For hire, she was contracted to write a YA teen vampire series to yes. like fill their quota. Yes. So she was like, I could probably do that. She sent like a pitch. Yep. And they were like, great. Well, you can do like three or four books and that's all we need. And it was like very like not a passion project. (laughs) Right. It was like doing like. Allegedly. 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 So who knows if she actually wanted to write this or if she. Right. (laughs) Like where her her passions lie. I don't know what you're talking about. I've wanted to write every single memo I've ever been assigned to write. (laughs) Exactly. So basically, she gets fired um, after this trilogy. And so the next two trilogies following this, yes, there is, in fact, um, six more books. Oh, after, damn. That's too many. Which is 13 books total. Did you but read all 13? Are, no. no. 
Say, I can't put it past you, though. See, we will... I know. We'll and get into where you stand. We will, we will get into why I did not read 13 books, because I absolutely fucking could have read 13 books. I believe and you. I planned. I planned on that. But, um, so <laughs> she ended up writing fan fiction um, that, like, basically diverges from where the quote-unquote canon published books end up going All right. after that. Okay, so let's get into the books. What I'm going to do for the first four is I'm going to give you a plot summary. Great. Good. Ideally, within two minutes. I'm going to keep myself honest. I'm going to set a timer. Yes. (laughs) Well, we're going to do one book. Pause for questions. Ah. Okay. Okay, okay. So we're going to do like a brief, quick synopsis of the world. All right. And the characters. So this is set in Fells Church, Virginia. Our protagonist, her name is Elena. She. Point for Claire. Yeah. Nailed it. Point for Claire. She is the most popular girl in school. Nailed it. When we meet her, she has just gotten back from a summer in France. What the fuck? I don't know why she... Ex- I don't know if she's she, rich like, and cool. Family. Mm. I don't know why she's in fucking France I don't think she's rich, but she's Emily cool. Emily in Paris. So Elena her parents, in Emil- something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Emily yeah, yeah. in Paris. Emily in Paris. Elena in... Ar- Virginia. <laughs> Virginia. <laughs> Elena in Virginia. <laughs> anyway. Sorry. <laughs> So Elena has dead parents because she's a 17-year-old heroine. Yeah, she's got to be the chosen novel. one and have no parents. Yes. How did they die? In a car crash. In a car crash. Sexy. Yep. S- Only sexy. That's the hot way to die, I guess. Yep. And that's uh, the that's where she gets her depth. She doesn't get... Yeah, oh. she's grieving the Any whole other time. Depth. Oh. Elena has a diary. That's Oh, yeah. It's written in diary format, the whole book, yes, right? Yes. That is like, well, not the whole book, but like it's used as a literary device. So it oh, will, okay. it will come in. Diary entries will come in as a way to like efficiently communicate exposition about what's going on and how she feels about it. Okay. So the next character is Stefan. Mm-hmm. He is the new vampire in town. Who dis? He is a sad boy in designer clothing who just wants to live a normal life. <laughs> Don't boy. we all, Stefan? Stefan. Uh, and then we have Damon, which is Stefan's older brother. They do not get along. It's the hot, moody one, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, mostly they don't get along because of they were in love with the same girl back in Renaissance back in Italy. The vampire days. The doppelganger. Yes. I mean, that's, that's again, the TV show. I, not a thing in the book. I don't think that comes up in the book. The doppelganger thing is confusing to me, and I'll talk about that later. But Damon, his biggest characteristic is that he's a giant prick. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and he's very powerful, and he has no scruples about drinking human blood. All right. And then we have Bonnie. She is the innocent, silly friend who also has psychic powers. For reasons. All right. Is she a witch in the book or not? So I she's a witch in don't the TV show. think she's called a witch, but like the powers are similar. Mm. She's like, we have blood from the druids, which is kind of like a connection that they do make in the TV show. Okay. But I don't really think this is where the fact Does that she have I'm, powers outside of psychic activity. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, like, yeah, which? <laughs> um, okay, and then we have Meredith. She is the serious, capable friend who doesn't take your bullshit and is really the only character that I liked. I don't think she's in the TV show. No, she is not. That's <laughs> so weird. But the Caroline is in the books. Uh-huh. She is the ex-bestie, yep. whose only mm-hmm. characteristic is that she hates Elena and wants to ruin her life. Enemies cool. to lovers to friends, enemies. friends enemies. to enemies. No. Never lovers. No, enemies. They were never lovers. To lovers to enemies. No. And then we have Matt, who is her child, Elena's childhood best friend and ex-boyfriend. So oh. childhood friends to lovers, to, lovers, to, to friends. Back to friends. They're not enemies. Is that, enemies. No. Is, is that the true friend zoning is like dating and then be like, just kidding. Yeah, I we're, think yes. we're best friends. You were honestly, better. yes. 
you are better this way. Yeah. That's friend zoning. It's being if like, anything, yes, I've kissed you on the mouth and I've decided, no, thank you. I don't need to do that ever again. That should, in theory, give hope to all those people who are like, oh, we're friends, but like, I like her, but I don't want to ruin the friendship. It's like, you know, let's go back. You can always go back. <laughs> just, reba- just put that whole thing Uno reverse. Like, <laughs> Uno reverse that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god can you imagine can you imagine going up to your boyfriend and playing an uno reverse card and being like you know what back to friends <laughs> and then um okay so matt is very much the boy next door type he's blonde he is smart he's the quarterback uh he is a complete himbo for elena good and uh it's as pathetic as it sounds it's nice real pathetic kind of golden retrievery oh absolutely yeah yes Okay, so then the powers, I'm just going to talk about vampire powers, how vampires work in this universe. Mm-hmm. Um, so vampires have powers that's called power with a capital P. They they have the power. They access we the got power. The, we got the power. I'm low on power. Like Batteries. Battery. It's very yes. battery uh, adjacent. <laughs> I mean, that's easy to understand, I guess. Yeah. For um, your teen readers. Yes, and that comes from blood. And human blood is the most potent. Right. So, uh, and like taking a human life is also like probably the best way to get access to a lot of power. Oh. Is their life force like feeds your yeah, so you yeah, at, yeah, like power. tap like killing them has actually got stakes. Yes, <laughs> St- vampire stakes. <laughs> <Ayo. laughs> <laughs> um, and then like obviously you can drink animals. Yes, but you will not get as much power. From mm-hmm. an animal as you would a human. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I'm anemic. Um, the way it's exactly <laughs> why. The way you turn a person into a vampire mm. is um so you give them your blood. So they drink vampire blood. All right. They die. Mm-hmm. And then Ew. they will rise from the dead. And the way they complete the vampire uh process is they have to drink human blood. Oh. So it's like a blood sandwich. Okay, I'm into that. I remember this being a weird point in the show. It's a really complicated point. Where it's in like, the show. Mm, where's the line? If you don't have a second piece of bread, you die. Yes. All I right. Mean, all right. All yeah, right. but, but it, also like you have to get human blood to like a very specific point, like close to death or something. You know what I mean? You have to have a certain amount of vampire blood in your system. Mm, okay. Mm. And I think the levels are important because vampire blood can also heal you and save you from death. Right. That was the weird part. It's like, yep. okay, so like if I like am close to death and you give me vampire blood, I could come back from the dead, but like I have to yep. actually die without being healed from the vampire blood and then have human blood or Give me the scientific the other margins. Part of the sandwich. Yeah. Yes. How many milliliters? Do Seems like a confusing hmm. yeah. yep. system. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's try this plot. Mm-hmm. Let's try this like speed plot run. Plot. Right, I'm ready. Plot. plot. So you you have a good understanding of where we are in the world, who oh, the yeah. characters are. I totally understand. Okay, great. Okay, this is the awakening. <laughs> Two minutes on the clock. It's the first day of school, and a new guy named Stefan pulls up in a black Porsche. He's very hot. He completely ignores Elena, and she's very insulted about it. Mm-hmm. She vows to make Stefan hers, and her friends Bonnie and Meredith swear a blood oath in a graveyard to help her do it, right before being chased out of the graveyard by some vague evil force. In Stefan's POV, we learn that Elena smells good, has a strong mind, looks a lot like Catherine, a girl he fell in love with back when he was immortal in Renaissance Italy. During all this, both Stefan and Elena keep running into a large creepy crow that's integral to the plot. Uh, Stefan continues to ignore Elena, denying her a dance right after she's a crowned homecoming queen. Elena's so mad about it that she gets super drunk and goes to a graveyard with a bunch of other drunk people and is almost assaulted by a shitty dude named Tyler when Stefan shows up out of nowhere to save her. They go back to Stefan's apartment, they kiss each other, it's great. Later they find out that the, one of the other girls 
skulls in the graveyard was attacked by something evil and had to be taken to the hospital. Elena confesses her love to Stefan. He does not say it back. What? Elena is playing for the annual haunted house when she runs into a random hot guy alone in the gymnasium. In Stefan's POV, we learn that Catherine was a vampire who not only turned him, but also turned his brother in an attempt to be with both of them in an immortal incestuous thruple. No. Elena meets Damon. Love that. Who's the mysterious gym stranger and Stefan's brother at her friend Bonnie's house while they're doing stupid psychic shit. Apparently, Stefan didn't know that Damon followed him to this random town in the middle of nowhere as a crow. He's the crow. (laughs) Elena's diary disappears and something kills Bonnie's dog. At the haunted house, a teacher no one likes called Mr. Tanner is found murdered after talking to Stefan. So the entire town thinks Stefan killed him. So he runs away. Elena eventually finds him on the roof of his apartment drinking bird blood, which is really embarrassing. Bird? That is embarrassing. (laughs) Gross. They go inside and he tells her about his trauma, which is how after he and Damon told Catherine that she was bad shit for trying to be with both of them, she could only pick one. She killed herself by walking into daylight without wearing protective jewelry. Oh. Catherine left a note that said that they should love each other instead of her. However, Damon and Stefan ended up killing each other, uh, which completed the vampire transformation. After this trauma vomit, Elena and Stefan drink each other's blood. Oh, shit. So Elena turns into a vampire? Almost said. One more point. The next day, when Stefan is not at school, Elena runs to the graveyard and finds Damon there, who tells her winter is coming and that she shouldn't bother looking for Stefan. Fiend. The end. Wait, so at the very end of the first book, Elena turns into a vampire? No. Oh, wait. What happened? (laughs) What do you mean? (laughs) Didn't you say she drank blood? (laughs) Okay, so they drank each other's blood. Yeah. She didn't die. Oh, he saved her life. She was never in danger. She, she just, just drank, it, just she just drank it for fun. What? <laughs> so it's a bonding ritual? Oh, I was like, this seems unnecessary. Why they are they doing it to this they, I feel like they don't say this in this book, but like, that's how your souls connect. Oh, so God. when you exchange blood, you're like, souls are... Blood brothers, touching. but actually. Yeah. Okay, well, you're not, that was... You're not brothers. <laughs> you're, <laughs> you're soul partners. Blood lovers. <laughs> you you love Blood us. lovers. <laughs> or blood mates. <laughs> blood mates yes yeah it sounds like a marriage ritual or something weird yeah yeah Gross. it's like so it's the way that they bond so she's with stefan yes great <laughs> that so ain't I, gonna last that's what i gained from that yes. and also he <laughs> drank crows he is a crow and drinks crow blood no one more time wow you got Some, you, you, someone you else was something. a crow grace i was picking up on keywords and not on sentences <laughs> another was person happen. was a crow <laughs> Who? Wait, who's a crow? Damon is a crow. Yes, his brother is a crow, <laughs> and he's drinking bird. And then Stefan is, that like is drinking. Fuck you, to his brother to be no. like. No, everyone knows bird blood is the worst blood. Grace, I agree. That sounds like <laughs> terrible. One, you have to catch a bird, which is just awful sounding. Catch a bird. <laughs> Two, they don't seem like they have a lot of blood in them. No, they seems don't. Seems really inefficient. Like, yes. easily the worst. Like. Rats, the only lots w- of them, eh, pretty easy to catch. The only worst one is fish. Everyone fish? knows that. <laughs> <laughs> because as the Catholics know, there is no blood in them. Confusing. Anyway. It's because the, you aren't allowed to eat animals that bleed and fish apparently don't. Whatever. The, the, he's drinking bird blood, I think, because he goes to the top of his apartment building. That does and seem he can just pluck a bird yeah, off. Eating, like, eating a pigeon does sound embarrassing. It sounds really embarrassing. And you're just like covered in, I don't know, pigeon blood. So unsexy. It's pretty embarrassing. What's the sexiest animal to get caught? Jaguar. Of? Oh. Yeah, something that like proves like a bear. Like something, Ooh. something like that seems like I took this down. Right. I I feel like that's I conquered. This. It needs to have fur so that it's not messy looking. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. needs to be fast. Fast would be good. Like I don't think the animal needs to be sexy because it's dead. Like not an <laughs> elephant. No, not sexy. 
Anyway, so my like general take on this um, first book is that it is a mashup of Twilight and Mean Girls, where Edward mm-hmm. is the yes. new kid at school and he is the vampire. And he, uh, Regina George, decides that she needs to date him. All right. Because Elena is about as likable as Regina George. She cuts the nipples out also, of tank Also, I noticed the, the <laughs> plot line of, like, a sexual assault is going to happen and, like, the vampire randomly shows up yes. to save you seems a little similar. Yes. Okay. Let's do book two. To remind you, it's called The Struggle. No, thank you. I don't really know why it's called The Struggle. I don't know why any of these are called any of them. What was the first one called? The Awakening. I guess that's, like, a first thing. So, sure. Sure. Struggle confusing. Two minutes on the clock. We begin in the graveyard with Damon and Elena, where he won't tell her where Stefan is and keeps being like, join me in the darkness. It's very dumb. She <laughs> Come also to the has, dark side. <laughs> she also has a new diary since the old one is still missing. What? Bonnie eventually uses psychic shit to find Stefan, who is found semi-conscious and shoved down a well. He is very weak and has very little power. Everyone still thinks he killed Mr. Tanner. Their new history teacher is creepy and throws a party for the students at his house, where Damon shows up <laughs> to be a dick to Stefan. After seeing how upset his brother makes him, Elena decides she can't tell Stefan about all the weird shit Damon said to her in the graveyard. Elena keeps finding little notes with incriminating excerpts of her old diary. It's freaky. She doesn't mm. tell Stefan about it. Elena finds out that Damon murdered Mr. Tanner and sleeps over at Bonnie's house to protect her from Damon and then is bewitched by Damon through a window. He drinks her blood. Stefan and Mako looking for f- flowers that can protect mortals from being bewitched. While this is happening, uh, this girl, Vicky, who was attacked in the graveyard in book one, is back at school and she's acting really weird. Elena finds out ex-bestie Caroline is behind the diary nonsense because her and shitty dude Tyler are in cahoots to bring Elena and Stefan down for murdering Mr. Tanner by using her diary as evidence. Elena doesn't tell Stefan any of this, but her, Bonnie, and Meredith break into Caroline's house to find the diary, but they can't. Damon shows up to help them escape without getting caught. While doing this, he tells Elena again that she should become a vampire and be his, quote, queen of shadows it's really dumb at school vicky has another episode and stefan confirms that she's under a powerful vampire's thrall aka probably damon's thrall damon randomly pops up at elena's family dinner and forces her into exchanging blood for a second time elena finally tells stefan about all the diary bullshit but not about damon stefan confesses love and now they're engaged but it's a secret they exchange blood at a random community. Again? <laughs> yeah, at a random community event where both Caroline and Elena have speeches for the entire town. Caroline plans to read Elena's incriminating diary entries to ruin her fucking life. Red. But then the big moment arrives, and Caroline realizes that she has the wrong diary because Damon switched them. Elena has a fit about Damon's manipulation in front of the entire town. Oh shit. I'm close, I'm close. Uh, Elena has a fit about Damon's manipulation in front of the entire town and screams about her engagement to Stefan and how no one can stop it because they are in love. In her rage, Elena steals Matt's car and ends up crashing it into a river. When Stefan finds her dead body, he goes apeshit and kills a bunch of shitty dudes, drinks all of their blood, and then meets Damon in the woods for the ultimate smackdown. Meanwhile, Elena, quote unquote, wakes up. The end. Okay, first question. It was all a dream? Are both Damon and Stefan in high school? No. Okay, just Stefan. That's what I thought. Yeah. So why are they exchanging blood so many times? <laughs> because it's sexy, Grace. Because that is a bonding ritual. Oh, it's just a thing you do over and over again. Yes. I thought it was like a one time, like, no. here we go. No. <laughs> so there is, no, it's not like a mating. It's not like right, a claiming. I thought it was like exchanging promise rings. No. No, no, no. no. Oh, it's well, like sex. Right. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> you seem Wait, sad do, about that. How, well, I'm just confused. Like, how do you do it as a human? You drink it. So they, but that's bad for you. <laughs> no, so that's the thing. And they talk about this. is yeah. like she can't drink too much. 
Yeah. Like, she can't drink too much of his blood, and he can't drink too much of her blood. Sure. So, like, you know. Also, this whole plot edging, seemed but with very... Blood. Edging, but with blood. Not vampire-centric. Like, it was... Like, what's going on with this diary? <laughs> Why are they using it? So, the diary, because someone murdered the history teacher. That sucks. And there's some incriminating evidence in Elena's diary about Stefan. And so the idea oh, is okay. Stefan was the last person to to be seen with okay, Mr. Okay, I was Tanner. I was trying to figure out the gap. <laughs> yeah. So they think Stefan cuz he's also a new guy in town and it's a small town and they don't like him. Is Stefan is Stefan in high school? Yes. yes. Damon is not. No. Correct. Okay. He's a hot college guy. Yes. Cool. Also, I do want to note this is my note to add uh halfway through this book is the first time the word vampire is used. Oh, what were they using before? They Creature, guy. They did not. They did not name it. They oh. don't need a label. He's it's a called dude. the Vampire Diaries. I don't know why that it's hesitation. Implied. Why they avoided using the word? I don't know either. I thought it was really weird. They're trying to avoid well, being also, connotated with Anne Rice. Vampire Diaries makes it sound like. The vampire is writing the story, right. which like, spoiler alert, Elena turns into a vampire at some point. But like, yeah, I mean, we ended with her, quote unquote, dying and then waking up. Yeah. So. But it's the second book. And yes. the first book was also called The Vampire Diaries. So like, you're not wrong. Come on. You're not wrong. I'm just going to start calling my diaries, which I don't currently keep, diary. as um, the <laughs> insert creature I would someday like to evolve into. Or like one that might be around you right now, the but crack, you're not sure yet. The oh. Kraken Diaries. The crack, I think my boyfriend's a Kraken. I think he is a fairy. The Fairy Diaries. The Fae Diaries. And everyone's going to be like, um, he's not a fairy. It'll be like, yet. Yet. My plot might someday turn itself around and fairies will appear. One day, all the High Lords will contribute a bit of their magic and will turn you into a fae. But in general, this plot seemed very not vampire-centric. No. Okay, book three. Here we go. Book three. Elena the vampire. The fury. We begin with Damon and Stefan fighting in the woods when Elena, quote-unquote, wakes up and runs to find them because she, quote, belongs to him. Turns out she's talking about Damon because he's the sire uh, because she doesn't recognize Stefan even though... Her uh, daddy. (laughs) Because she doesn't recognize who Stefan even is because she's in the middle of changing into a fucking baby vampire. This distracts the two idiots from fighting and they decide that they need to help Elena and get her human blood immediately. She drinks from Matt, who's really freaked out, but it lets her do it anyway. It's really weird. (laughs) So Matt. Stefan and Matt discover bodies of all the shitty dudes that Stefan drank from and somehow none of them are actually dead. They just lost a lot of blood. Uh, Was it in a pile? Yeah. When (laughs) Elena finally wakes, when Elena finally quote fully wakes up, she sneaks out of the attic that she's been stashed in and ends up attending her own funeral where everyone says really nice things that she doesn't deserve. At the funeral, all the dogs in town go berserk and try to attack everyone. It's during this event that Elena, Stefan, and Damon realize that there is some other evil presence in the town. Uh, Elena decides to finally do something for someone else and wants to figure out what the evil presence is. Elena visits Bonnie and Meredith to show that she's a vampire now and to update them all on the evil doing. They make a list of suspects to investigate. Elena saves her little sister from being attacked by a possessed kitten. So they quarantine all the pets, not just the dogs. (laughs) Bonnie gets possessed, and this time they let whoever is possessing her lead them to where they can meet, uh, which is inside of the crypt of an old cemetery. It turns out it's Honoria Fell, who is the town's founder, who tells them that uh, there is an evil power that has invaded the town and that if they work together, they can beat it. After this ominous and quintessentially vague message, a giant white tiger appears, scaring the humans away, leaving only Damon, Stefan, and Elena. 
Who is the white cat? It's Catherine, who faked her death back in Renaissance Italy and used a lot of vampire power to lead both Stefan and Damon to this town as a trap. What? Uh, Catherine was angry that they'd fallen in love with Elena and that Stefan had given her Catherine's old ring and confesses to being responsible for Elena's death as well as a host of other evil things that happened around town that everyone thought was Damon's fault. <laughs> she takes her daylight rings and ties them up before she can kill them, uh, but Elena manages to work her hands free and finds a way to get Catherine's daylight ring off her while pushing them both into the sunlight, which means they both die. Catherine El- dies? Elena and... Catherine, die. Elena's dying wish is that Stefan and Damon reconcile and love and protect each other like brothers are supposed to. The end. And now they have a bourbon distillery. Yeah. That's honestly how it should have ended. Okay. So now, okay. Mm. (laughs) Now I'm starting to think that this should have maybe been like, uh, like, like the babysitter's club. We're like, we don't have to move forward in plot, <laughs> but like there's a there's a villain of the week. That seems like what this wanted to be. Yes. And for some reason they just were like, but also we have to add on. Yes. And it could just not be that. So whatever is possessing these cats first. Okay. Other point. So it's Catherine who's possessing all the pets. I think it is the a golden retriever is the least sexy thing to be drinking from, <laughs> which is what that is. But also, like, literally, too. Yes. <laughs> Can you imagine someone just being like, I'm a vampire. I'm going to fucking suck out of your dog. That's actually... Like, Ew. That's <laughs> actually a joke in the TV show. Good. <laughs> I'm smarter than you guys. <laughs> I should write for TV. Oh, my God. Do you want to write um, a paranormal teen romance about vampires? I really don't. I don't have enough wherewithal to, like, write magic rules between the three of us we probably do oh yes. yeah between the three of us i feel like josie's the most equipped and then you're a very close second and i'm like a very far third i got the paranormal you got the romance there you go what I got, do you have what do you bring <laughs> a lot what? of charisma i don't know <laughs> say, what do you bring to this plot grace <laughs> magical realism so fuck both of you i don't like keeping track of rules anyway book four it's called for- Pre-question. Yes. Does this one wrap up things? No, she got uh, fired. <laughs> it's still supposed to... She, no, she didn't get fired yet. I mean, ish. Yeah. Well, look, I will read you the plot summary and you will, you can tell me. So Elena is dead. Catherine is dead. Stefan and Damon have a bourbon distillery. Elena also <laughs> is maybe dead. That's what I said. I was like, Catherine is dead. Elena is dead. Oh, okay. <laughs> Never mind. You're Everyone good. is dead except I, the brothers. I confused my prepositions. I need that fan fiction, though, where someone really <laughs> dies and they open a distillery. Also, I don't think I clarified this. They have, like, special rings um, that let them the walk sunlight. in the sunlight. Yes. So, okay, okay. Book four, Dark Reunion. Ding Don Elena is dead, and this book is now mostly in Bonnie's perspective, and she's now writing in Elena's old diary. What? Bonnie Why? keeps having strange dreams where Elena is trying to tell her something, that, uh, but then the dreams get interrupted and they quickly morph into terrifying nightmares about her being tortured. 
At Meredith's birthday party, a girl is attacked and dies, and the person who sees it happen, which is Vicky, nearly loses her mind. So they psychically call their good friend Stefan to come back because he left after Elena died. Damon also comes along for no good reason, since he acts like he doesn't give a fuck about anything that's happening. Stefan does some snooping around and some research and effectively finds out that there is probably another vampire in town, but also other supernatural creatures, which is how we find out that there are werewolves in this town, specifically Shitty Dude Tyler as a werewolf. Is it the same Tyler? his name is Tyler? Is Tyler? he the same Tyler who is in Teen Wolf? His name is Tyler. Sure. Tyler has been working with this new vampire who helped him, who helped turn him into a werewolf uh, in exchange for access to places that vampires normally don't get to go. Uh, and he refuses to tell them who it is or how to find him. To protect Vicky, who is still very vulnerable, they stand watch around her apartment, doing their best to ensure that the vampires can't get inside. But somehow one gets inside anyway and kills everyone in the house. In Rude. some weird psychic <laughs> trance, Bonnie calls to dead Elena to talk to her and get more information about what's happening. Stephen Everyone's joins, dead, Bonnie. Stefan joins this trance board meeting. <laughs> it's like a trance conference call yeah. let's just fucking give yeah. bonnie some powers yeah. let her call whoever and we need and him and elena have a little reunion God. we learned that the powerful vampire that's been interrupting elena's attempts to communicate with bonnie is klaus fucking who is klaus. the vampire who turned Catherine, and yes. who is mad at elena for turning for killing her so he decided to come hang out at this town and ruin it as revenge there's not a real reason for why he's there it's really confusing <laughs> turns out they need uh he's really hard to kill and they need to stake him with a specific kind of wood uh, um and once they have uh, it klaus yeah. sends a isn't oh, it fuck. like blessed white wood or some bullshit yes it's like white ash there we go yes. i saw that i remember seeing that on the tumblers okay so once they find the stake um where the fuck was i <laughs> Klaus sends Stefan a note challenging him to a duel oh or God. else Caroline who he has taken as capture as captive will die uh, Stefan decides to go after Klaus himself telling the humans to fuck off and save themselves the humans show up anyway in an attempt to steal Caroline away while Stefan fights Klaus but end up fighting a werewolf Tyler Matt gets knocked out Meredith nearly loses her leg uh, right her when leg. Stefan yes <laughs> my leg my leg <laughs> Right when Stefan is about to be killed by Klaus, David sweeps in, screaming, get away from my brother! But Klaus ends up knocking what? him out, and in a last-ditch effort to save everyone... They hate each other. This is their redemption. Dark reunions, Grace. Yes. In a last-ditch effort to save everyone, Bonnie cyclically ca- calls out to Elena to help him. To help them. What the fuck is she gonna do? Ghost Elena rises up with a bunch of soldier <laughs> soldier ghosts who attack and kill Klaus somehow. Uh, and heals everyone's wounds. I think maybe it's because it's the solstice. I like don't understand why this is able to happen. This is why she got fired, Grace. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then Elena comes back from the dead. How? And then it's over. How did she, she come back from the dead? Because she got fired. Okay, okay. It's Because <laughs> in... Because in the show, in the show, she also, she doesn't die, but she, like, goes into, like, a vampire coma, and, like, that's a... That's at the end. Basically, the actress wanted to fucking uh, GTFO, which is fine, and so, like, the show goes on without her for a little while, and they're always talking about how, like, Elena's in a coma, a vampire coma, and so, like, Stefan can't date anybody else or whatever. So, like, sure, but, like, what What does she do as a ghost? Like, I don't... Ghost stuff. The rules are nothing. Boo. No, they're not. Yes, yes, you're right. You're not wrong. That's why she Um, got fired. It's never explained. 
Great. So books five and six uh, is when shit gets really crazy. And so... Uh, shit has been normal so far? So Shit has well, already been weird. So that book I just read to you is the book that was published in 1992. All right. Book five, Nightfall. So it's written 17 years after the fourth book, right? But in terms of character action, it picks up a week later. <laughs> Which I don't know if you remember the techno the like technological. I was just going to ask, like, what? yes, as a person who read Anita Blake and was m- more recently like rereading them, it's that the first books were like published in the '90s, and then the more recent ones were published like within the last couple of years. And it's like funny because I was looking at her wiki of like the timeline, and each book is only like three months forward, but like she has radically different technology. Like she suddenly has a cell. She goes from having like a yes. pager to having a cell phone. And yes. you're like, is that what Vampire Diaries does or do they just ignore all oh, technology? Yes. Yeah. No, no, they, there is email. There are computers. There are cell phones. Suddenly maybe it's all a metaphor for how, if you're a vampire, time is meaningless. And it's so an you'll be like, it was a week later and it was actually a decade. <laughs> You know, honestly, with the way this pandemic has gone, I understand that better than anything right now. We are all vampires. In my head, it's May right now. so We are vampires. Time is an illusion. I get it. Or are we dancers? We are dancers always. (laughs) Are you going to tell us what the plot is? Yeah, okay, okay. So I'm just going to give you some like snippets, basically. Uh, So for a solid portion of the text, because Elena's resurrected from the dead, she's a weird angel floating baby human did you read this book yes so the big plot in this book is that there are there's a weird moloch which is like an evil parasite that's like invading and taking over various people damon being one of them um and elena does snap out of being a weird floating baby angel (laughs) does she have a corporeal form uh yes but she's a bouncy (laughs) he's like a balloon what do you mean what does that mean She's what a, do you mean? So I think it's because Grace, you need another corpse reviver to understand what that means. I do. I feel like I've died. <laughs> Basically, yeah, she's a weird floating baby angel, uh, and it's because she's like part angel still, and she's like burning up angel or something. Energy. Why is it like a good justification? What words are used in the book to convey this? Oh. Um, blood. I mean, not the ones I'm using, but like they talk about how she floats and how she can't quite uh, communicate. Because I feel like so unable to. She seems baby-like, but she's not a baby in her brain. Sexy baby. She's coming out of a vegetative <laughs> state. It's like she's post a stroke, but floating. Maybe but a sexy baby, kind of. But a thing to note is her blood is like she's got like angel blood now. So she has a. F- Physical form. Yes. Shadow hunter. People can see her. Yeah. Oh, yes. Can humans see her? Yes. Everyone can see her. Every, yes. But she's floating away. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I need, I feel like I've had a stroke. <laughs> like, like the, like I'm computing the things that you're saying and yet it seems like they are not words that should go in order. Grace, I'm going to remind you that this is your idea. <laughs> Grace, it's pretty clear. I know. There was a vampire sexy ghost angel baby. Clearly, she's a shadow hunter. That was not a part of the TV show. (laughs) I'm so lost. Oh, wow. I wonder why they cut that part. I wonder why they cut this plot line. Maybe because it's completely impossible to do in a visual medium. (laughs) I'm so upset. (laughs) You have no right to be upset. I'm upset. I'm 
read this bullshit. I didn't ask you to read all of them. Yes, you did. I did. I fair. I didn't realize they were non-linear and that they didn't make any sense. <laughs> So, uh, at some point, she, so it's like angel blood is like part of the reason why she's like this. And so when Stefan drinks from her, he's super powerful because he has angel blood. Because angels are better than shadow hunters. Yes. Back to shadow hunters. Shadow hunters. We're just playing yes. in every fucking sh- I remember. I remember. At some point, Elena does snap out of this weird thing. She just kind of like wakes up all of a sudden. And it's at that point that we yeet Stefan from the story. Stefan, Because we need Stefan to help communicate what the fuck Elena's doing. Uh, and he's super powerful. He's like too powerful. Uh, and it doesn't fit with Stefan's character to be powerful. So we're like, let's get rid of this guy. Uh, Where does he go? Uh, it's funny that you <laughs> mentioned that. The bourbon distillery. <laughs> So, he just becomes a human <laughs> and starts making whiskey. No, so basically, uh, Damon, who is currently being controlled by this Malak evil parasite. Sure. He. I'm sorry, what yes, parasite? Yes, it's called a Malak, I think. I, I really thought you correctly. said Malak. Malak. And I was like, this oh, is fucking no, crazy. Not my sweet Malak. I w- no. Right, I was he like. He would never. He would never. I was like, That's where? I was Magnus like, are Bain we? would never. That's why I was confused. Yeah. I was it's like, are we really in Shadowhunters no. now? <laughs> no, no. So Malak is like the evil parasite that's like taking over Damon and like other people in the town. Sure. Like uh, it's being mollusk. controlled. There's like some like, there's some real racist overtones in this book. There's always and racist in the show. overtones. And in the show. But like, okay, so the Malak is being controlled by a Kitsune. Are there any people of color in the show? Bonnie so, is a person of color in the show. Okay. okay. She Yeah, she's the token uh, mystical black woman. One black person. Good. Who is like glad they cute. did that? Confederacy yeah. Day so sounds fun. like fun. Yeah. Oh, it's weird. Founders okay. Day, also known as Racism Day. <laughs> Yikes! Colonizer Day. Good Yay. for us for being colonizers. So this Moloch evil parasite is invading Damon and other people in the town, and it's being controlled by a Kitsune. A I think that's how you pronounce it, uh, which is like a fox spirit that's common in Japanese folklore. Yeah, sure. Kitsune. Yep. Is it, did I say right? Yeah, it sounds right. I'm okay. not Japanese. <laughs> I'm not Red either. from Animal Crossing. Yes. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a dog-looking little wolf okay. thing. From the way it's handled in the book and from what I've done, I have done like cursory research, is that it's handled really weirdly. Like it's not, it's not, not good. accurate. Um, but there's two uh, fox spirits. One is called the Hell Shinichi and the other is called Misao. Uh, they're supposedly brother and sister, but they really don't act like brother and sister. They make, make out and stuff it's really weird it's a wolf spirit it's a fox spirit why are the spirits making out i don't know are they people i'm i'm confused how they came into this story and like what they're you know what i'm also confused (laughs) about how they came into the story actually no so elena because she's has like angel blood she's like a beacon for like supernatural powers oh so these are straight up just like spirits that make out Okay, it's not like they've possessed people that are making out. I mean, they use Moloch. <laughs> I'm confused by the making out. They use Moloch to possess other people. They control the things that are possessing Damon and other humans around town. This is a lot. It is a lot. <laughs> this is why I'm not going into the plot summary because it's impossible. How much of this book did you read? All of it. Oh, no. Yeah. Also, I wanted to point this out in terms of like racism. So Elena has, so vampires have power, capital P, right? And like sometimes they refer to it as like dark powers. Mm. Uh, Elena has angelic powers. Okay. Because she's white. Any guess what they call it? White White power. power. They absolutely (gasps) call it the capital 
be a white capital P power. Why? She uses the white power. Why not? The opposite of dark, I don't know if you know this, but it's light. Yeah. And that could have been the answer. You're not wrong. So, anyway, uh, this whole thing is edited by anyone. (laughs) There's a lot of reasons she got fired. Did anyone even look at this at all? No. Before it went to print? No. That's insane. That's insane. So basically, at the end of this book, Stefan is gone. The reason he was gone is because Damon, uh, who was being possessed by these fox spirits, was tricked into being like, oh, there's a cure for being a vampire. Like, there's a cure that could turn you back into being human. So they steal him away, and he's, like, locked in a hell dimension. So the next book, book six, Shadow Souls, Uh. this is what I wrote. Elena, Matt, and Damon start out on the weirdest fucking buddy road trip to get Stefan back from a hell dimension. Sounds like Supernatural now. Yes. <laughs> yes. Elena and Damon are getting hot and heavy, and Matt decides to piece the fuck out. Wait, because Elena why and Damon? in God's name would you stick around to watch that? Yes. So Stefan is, like, being tortured in this hell dimension, and then Elena and Damon decide we should fuck. My boyfriend's in hell. Let's fuck. Yes. If that doesn't get you hot, I don't know what will. I don't know what will. So I made it 150 pages into this book, and then I stopped. That's and sorry, I'm this gonna, sounds awful. I'm going to read you my review. This is my real review. I've That's already read reads. it. <laughs> Have you really? Yeah. It's fine. You can read it again. I'm going to read it again. It's very funny. <laughs> I'm going to read it, okay? I have only DNF'd, that means did not finish, two books this year. I would gladly continue reading either of those books if it meant I could forget every second I wasted reading this one. And I only made it to page 115 or so. It's genuinely unfair that those other books are being lumped in with Shadow Souls because this is undoubtedly the worst book I have ever read. (laughs) There is nothing redeemable about any of it. Number one, we have a list of reasons. Uh Uh-huh. Every single aspect of this narrative is insufferable. (laughs) Number two, the characters are flat, cliche, unlikable, and inconsistent. Three, the relationships between the characters are nonsensical at best, completely confusing and harmful at worst. If someone had told me this entire narrative was a satire of common romance tropes, I would not only believe them, I would have commended the author on a job well done. It's farcical and laughable how awful the romance plotlines are constructed. It would be difficult to do a worse job. Number four, the magic system. What magic system? <laughs> is there a magic system? No, there isn't. Characters find new powers and abilities when it's conf- totally convenient for them to do so. There is no structural justification for why they have these powers or an explanation about where precisely they come from. It is an affront to all fantasy novels and writers and readers everywhere that this book is categorized within that genre. I learned how to unlock locks because this door is locked in front of me. (laughs) You just have the power to unlock locks now. Yep. It's so convenient that that power is unlocked. Number five, the plot. What plot? (laughs) The plot is so bizarre and convoluted that it only makes the text harder to comprehend. It's the characters and the relationships that drive most of the action. I read a lot of romance books, and I'm not generally someone who is bothered by character-driven narratives, but the characters have to be interesting in order for that kind of story construction to work. Your characters have to develop and grow in order for character-driven plots to work. And that does not happen. However, it didn't really happen in the first five books, so I really can't be surprised it didn't happen now. (laughs) Six. And finally, the piece de resistance, the writing. Wow, is it bad. What writing? (laughs) Like comical bad. Like, damn, Twilight looks like the epitome of vampire literature, bad. 
when I come across terribly written, oh yeah, here I go off. <laughs> when I come across terribly written published work, it infuriates me because I know that there are some seriously talented writers out there who don't have as much access because it is a largely racist, sexist, and money-hungry industry that privileges certain people's stories over others. The continuation of the series was a clear money grab off the massive success of Twilight and to, ca- to capitalize off new interest from the TV show. This series didn't need to be continued and honestly shouldn't have. Anyway, I've never felt better about DNFing a book. Reclaim your time, my friends. Um, And so following in the vein of Goodreads reviews, uh, I didn't read Midnight, the last book in this trilogy. That's fair. Uh, because uh, I did. I couldn't. Because <laughs> it should have been called Dusk. I Stop. couldn't. <laughs> should have uh, been called Stop It. And so I got most of my information from other Goodreads reviews that I'm going to read for you. Because some some choice quotes. Excellent. Also, is midnight equally as bad. Yeah. Oh, yes. Uh, you'll find out. Just just read. Okay. Perfect. All of these were also written like 10, 11 years ago. So it's like people read this when it came At out. At the time. And then had to vomit their feelings. Perfect. Quote, spoilers galore in this review because honestly, spoilers can't ruin this book for anyone. The book ruins itself. The POV swings in this book were utterly confusing and tiring. The plot was a pile of shit. <laughs> And the descriptions are fucking stupid. Let's see why I hate all the characters. Elena is an indecisive bitch who is perfect in every way, so much so that she is allowed to have two love interests and it's perfectly fine. The love square is truly ridiculous. Wait, square? Stefan loves Elena. Elena loves Stefan. And Damon. Damon loves Elena and Bonnie. And Bonnie loves Damon. Wait, Stefan and Elena are in love in the book? Yes. Yes. Has that not (gasps) been obvious to you this whole time? Or no, Stefan and Bonnie, I mean. No. They're not in love. He just yeah, loves I'll her. Say, I'll say it again. Stefan loves Elena. Elena loves Stefan and Damon. Damon, Damon loves, loves Elena Bonnie. and Bonnie. Okay. And Bonnie loves Damon. Okay. Why not just have it go all the way around and have Bonnie and Stefan fall in love? Then there could be foursomes every other weekend. The fact that in the end, they wave a magical wand and everything from the last seven books has not happened is just great. Why the fuck did I read any of these books then? Except, of course, now Damon is dead. Except, of course, the cliffhanger is that he isn't. Oh, and Elena is probably going to be immortal because she has some magic water in an Evian bottle. Product placement. (laughs) Anyway, she'll probably drink that and live forever. And apparently that's enough for maybe, quote, four or five people. If I remember correctly, that's Bonnie, Meredith, Matt, and Mrs. Flowers. We never talked about Mrs. Flowers. She's a landlady. It doesn't matter. It's fine. Yay, this Scooby-Doo gang can go on forever. Yay. Oh, God, I can't imagine a world where that group of pricks exists for all time and are indestructible. Fuck. That's what I learned from the Goodreads reviews is that they uh, made a, a magic they she went to a magic wand and a bunch of stuff like was just just kept erased. getting worse. <laughs> yes. Great. Yes. So that moves into the fan fiction. The next book, which was called Phantom, L.J. Smith wrote the first draft, sent it into the publisher. They were like, "This sucks." Yes. You continue to do weird things. Can you stop? So I'm going to read. I found this letter. I don't know if this is real, real, but I found this letter that someone posted on. What did they post it on? I have the link. Fanpop.com that LJ Smith wrote to a reader named Emily. And this person posted it. So these are LJ Smith's alleged words. Okay. So she goes, hi, Emily, blah, blah, blah. I hope you will find Midnight or I hope you will enjoy Midnight as it is truly the story of Damien finding his deepest feelings for both Elena and Bonnie and his feelings are definitely not platonic, which is for both of them. So weird. 
But right now, I have to tell you something that makes me so sad and devastated. As bad, in fact, as I have ever felt except for when my mother died. It's confidential, but it's been so long now that I just can't keep up a charade with good-hearted readers like you. To put it briefly, I've been fired from writing The Vampire Diaries. And I've been fighting and fighting since this since last fall, but there is absolutely no recourse. Midnight is the last L.J. Smith book in the Vampire Diaries series. It probably sounds completely impossible to say that I am fired from writing my own books, but the truth is that they are not mine, even though I write every word. When I was called by an agent and asked to write the Vampire Trilogy, that agent wasn't from a publisher, but from what is now Alloy Entertainment LTD, and they are a book packager. A book packager sells books, already made with covers and all, to publishers like HarperCollins, my publisher for The Vampire Diaries and The Secret Circle, which is her other series. And both these series were written, quote, for hire, which means that the book packagers own the books the author produces. Although I didn't even understand what, quote, for hire meant back in 1990 when I agreed to write the books for them. I found out eventually, to my horror and dismay. It means that even though I have written the entire series, I don't own anything about the Vampire Diaries. And from now on, the books will be written by an anonymous ghostwriter, just as Stefan's diaries are. I didn't read those. Apparently, it's like an auxiliary series. Mm. It will say, quote, created by LJ Smith, end quote, on the cover, but I am not allowed even to change a word in the ghostwriter's book. You might wonder why the book packager in Harper would do this to me. This is where it gets funny. Because <laughs> you were never really the owner of the property. Sorry. <laughs> I am not sure either, but usually a book packager gets very submissive, not assertive writers to write for them. And wow. to mention that most of them, writers or ghostwriters, have had a lot of publishers turn their books down. Book packagers are used to doing a lot of editing for their author's books because the books need intense editing. But I am not submissive. And I always <laughs> or <fight>. readable. <laughs> submissive and I always fight editing which to me is a red flag mm-hmm. personally like yeah. on the one hand I'm like if they don't say your vision I get it but like no one is no one's vision is so good that like they should turn down an editor no one's well, above also, editing. Like, the editing is because they know if this person were a better writer they'd probably get their own work published through like normal like query letters yeah so then she goes on uh, to talk about like how she, she says, I had to fight to keep many Bonnie scenes in the book. I'm not at all sure that they liked the things I was doing with Bonnie and Damon. They kept trying to cut such scenes. And of course, they didn't like Elena's behavior at all. They wanted strictly Stelena books. Mm. So she makes a point. And look, I get it. I agree. Because for the first four books, it's Stamen. Stamen. It's Stelena. It's Stefan. And Elena. And that is the ship. Yeah. Yep. And in this sequel trilogy, they they basically make a soulmate arc for them. Yeah. Like, I like this other guy. He's hot and we, like, have a thing. But, like, this is the person that speaks to my soul. Mm-hmm. And I just don't quite know if you can really make a soulmate pairing and polyamory work, especially when the other guy is... Your soulmate's brother. <laughs> There's something incest adjacent about that that like bothers me. Also, we so I didn't bring this up, but um, we I texted you guys about it because it's mentioned in the fourth book that vampires in this universe exchanging blood is as far as they can go. That's like the that's oh like, yeah they can't have sex. They can't have sex. And like we couldn't have figure sex. out why or yes. where the limit was. Yes. 
So that's weird. That is like weirdly changed in the sequel trilogy. Like suddenly, like I don't know if it's her angel blood that like gives Damon a boner. Like it's like or maybe they're now because I could see this being like a very like middle school uh, heavy right like audience and everyone's older now. Maybe they're like we can have sex now. It's fine. So like figure out a way to put that in. Right. 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 Exactly. So um, <laughs> oh god. That's like a whole like weird thing in the sequel trilogy is like they can have sex. It's sexy now. My issue, and this is the thing that like I don't think teenagers will pick up on. It's it's well, I mean, maybe they could they could pick up on this nuance. But like if exchanging blood is like an an equivalent to sex for vampires Mm -hmm. twice in the original four book series, Damon forces Elena to do that. He uses coercion, his, like, manipulative, like, vampire powers where you compel someone to do it. He compels her to exchange blood with him. What was the benefit of that? Um, to not, besides being soulmates, because that's what she did with Stefan. Right. Uh, it's... White power. <laughs> she doesn't have the white uh, power yet! She's not power. white enough for yeah, the what's white the benefit power. Of, what's the benefit of him doing that? It's no, a it. power play. Well, that's just rapey then. It is rapey. It's, it's, it, to me, it's assault coded. Maybe yeah. you can make an argument about how it's not sexual assault, but it's assault coded. But it's power and assault. So, yes. like, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's I'm like, I think maybe it's a, it's a thing of like, I want this from you. And like, also, maybe I want to thumb it at my brother that I took this. Right. From and maybe you. at the time it was not coded that way, but like, if this new layer is added on, then like, it's very coded that way. Yes. And that sucks. You put two and two together and it's like, yeah. oh, this is a sexual thing for yeah. vampires. Yeah. And then also he like effectively assaults Elena. Yeah. And that's Great. gross. Yeah. Uh mm-hmm. and then you're gonna try and convince me that this guy is who she ends up with. No, that's dumb. I just he I kind of just sucks. I can't suspend my disbelief for book Damon. It's basically yeah. where I read it. So that that's part of the reason why I stopped reading the sixth book is because that was the direction we were going. Is Ew. we were going in a Delena direction. They were trying to like really like dent a triangle into this. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and I I love enemies to lovers. I love that trope. But like usually for that trip to work is you need a redemption. You of need some a redemption. Kind. You need remorse. Yes. You need someone to be like, I did this shitty thing to you, and this is why, and I'm really sorry, and yeah. I wish I hadn't done it. Uh, and Damon never not does that. Uh, and it's just like not good enough for me. Gross. So uh, I understand why the publishers were like, Delane, it doesn't work. Yeah. It's bad. Also, you suck. Also, you're bad at writing. It's like, on one hand, this whole situation sucks. I think it's really unfair that, like, they own the rights and they could just fire her. Mm -hmm. At the same time, she deserved to be fired. Yep. (laughs) You want to hear the twist? (laughs) You want to hear the twist, Grace? You want to hear the twist? Grace, do you want to talk about the twist? Uh, It's like another one of those, like, things just happen to happen this way. So, at this time, when, what, like, 2009... When was she get? When did she get fired? Like 2012. Oh, okay. So like, it, like 2010. Amazon wanted to open up a Kindle side thing called Kindle World, I think, where they would have fan fiction that was licensed by them that you could sell. 
So oh. it was like going to be, yeah. So it was going to be like a place where fan fiction writers could make that money, honey. Mm-hmm. And they had this whole plan and it was going to be a place for like writers to make money. The problem was, obviously, is that you can't uh, make money off of copyrighted work unless you have the consent of the overall, like, power. Yeah. And so the only company that they got consent from was Alloy Entertainment. Which owns Vampire Which owns Vampire, Di- Vampire Diaries, Pretty Little Liars, and, like, a couple of other Babysitter's things. Babysitter's Club. Yep. So... One of the few people that actually benefited from this was L.J. Smith. Yes, because she could write and she, get paid for it. Because she was allowed, because they owned or were licensed to use the Vampire Diaries, she was able to be like, okay, I'm going to just write what I wanted to write for the next Vampire Diaries novel right. as a fan fiction through Kindle World because she was fired from the linear Vampire Diaries. What? Yes. Yes. And so this very short-lived, very, like, didn't go anywhere, like, modem. Yes. (laughs) Helped her, like, the tiniest bit. People were really excited when this whole Kindle Worlds thing happened because they're like, oh, sick, I get to, like, read fan fiction. The LJ original. (laughs) Yes. Written by the creator. That's pretty, that's pretty choice cut up. That's pretty baller. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's pretty, like... Uh, I feel like a strong play for like what is canon and what is not. Yes. You know, because I feel like you could make an, a solid argument for why what happens in the fan fiction that L.J. Smith wrote is canon. Yeah. But also, is that other stuff canon? In a world where literally anything makes sense and nothing makes sense, like you can have two alternate timelines and they're both canon. Also, the drinking game is still canon. I think that's fine. Okay. So I did read the fan fiction. Oh, nice. So um, Kindle Worlds actually closed officially in 2018. Wow. So I couldn't get Surprisingly, the it did not take off. <laughs> Surprisingly, it didn't work. No one could have guessed that this would be an absolute fucking abomination. <laughs> no. Yes. So uh, I had to like, I think I found like PDFs for the fanfic mm-hmm. on this like sketchy blog. That's how I downloaded them. <laughs> nice. Because I couldn't get that from Kindle anymore. I thought you could just buy it on Amazon. It really I looks like you could. you could. It shows up, but you can't buy it. That's wild. Yes. It's supposed to be a trilogy. The first one is called Paradise Lost. The second is called The War of Roses. I read both of them. The difference between the fanfiction and the books is nothing. <laughs> they Good. read the same. The same. Yeah. She did not have a ghostwriter. And what's weird, so the basic premise of the book, or the of the fanfic, is that Stefan is, they're exchanging blood, him and the lady. Oh, also, like they do. They all go to the same college. They all were going to go to different colleges, but then they uh, gave up all their scholarships to go to one co- one college so they oh, can all yeah. be together. It's really toxic. And Damon is back. Damon is not in college, but Damon is, he was, he was supposed to be dead, but then he was resurrected. So he's alive, just like the drink and blood. Drunken blood. <laughs> He's in town. Um, but the basic premise is that uh, Stefan and Elena are exchanging blood, and Stefan drinks too much of Elena's blood so that she almost dies. So he like rushes her to a hospital so she can get blood transfusions. Oh! And while this is happening, he decides that he is too dangerous to be in her life. So he uses the power, the dark, the, the dark power, not the white, not power. the white. Power. <laughs> To, um, like, erase himself from Elena's mind and from all of his friends' mind. And he inserts Damon into 
his place. Oh my god. As a human. So he what? erases all supernatural knowledge. Does Damon know that this is happening? Is this an episode of Loki? <laughs> So Damon, this is the part that is kind of funny, is Damon, like, realizes it. Like, Stefan tells I him. I would it, hope so. And Damon's like, yeah, I want the jackpot to get Elena. Uh, but then he realizes that she doesn't know he's a vampire. Mm. And he's like, you didn't tell me about this when you signed me up for this assignment. Honestly, you didn't really tell me about any of this at all. No, so. no. And then, like, in the second fanfic, everything's, like, going wrong. Like, Bonnie's still having psychic dreams, and she doesn't understand what they are because Stefan erased the fact that she was, like, a witch. Um, And unfortunately, LJ Smith apparently has, I don't know what she is sick with, but she has some sort of, like, serious autoimmune disease. So she never finished it. And I also don't know, I don't know if it's because she got sick or if it's because uh, Kindle World shut down. But, like, everybody is like, how does this end? It doesn't. <laughs> She's like, it doesn't. This was a never-ending story. This was written in 2015. Oh, no, and it's never going to end. And it's going to end. Yeah. So. That's it. Oops. Uh, I feel like I've talked about it, most of the stuff that <laughs> I don't like. There's a lot of stuff. There's a lot yeah. of stuff that I don't like. But there is the TV show, which is better. I'm gonna just really. <laughs> oh, undoubtedly, oh, that's the TV funny. show because it's is not that better good. than the book, and the TV show is not that great. No. So I only watched the first season. So like, I don't understand. I don't understand some stuff. But like, for one of the key differences is that like Stefan and Elena kind of like get together right away. In the mm-hmm. books, it's like an extended thing where they like don't like each other. And that's not really what happens. It's kind of like they meet, they like each other, they kind of get together right away. Uh and then Damon is also introduced like right away. Mm-hmm. Like we know that there's a brother, that he's like kind of dark, and that him and Stefan don't get along. Whereas Damon doesn't come in as a character until like three quarters of the way through the first book. So you're, you've read like 200 pages and you don't know who the fuck Damon is. Um, That's a lot. Yep. They make Caroline better. And they also kind of create like an actual plot mm-hmm. in a way that the books just don't. Claire, how you feel? <laughs> I feel like you came in knowing the least. It's like, it's classic CW has gone on too long. The books should have ended at like book three and been done done in the same way that the CW show probably also should have ended in, I didn't watch the show. It went on for nine seasons, so I can only assume the main character was dead. Yes, yes. I can. <laughs> like, o- I can only assume stopped. it should have ended before then. But also, as a person who has watched shows that went on too long, I like also understand how you're like. It's like there's a, there's always a season where it gets noticeably worse, and you're like, well, maybe next season will be. Better. Like, and then they try and dig themselves out of the hole by being worse. Yes, I think that's an accurate assessment, frankly. That is my deep dive. Great. Into the vampire diaries. How do you feel? How Over, do you feel? Overstimulated. <laughs> so much all the time. <laughs> you feel uh, good? Do you feel better? I Why uh, was there a white tiger? I have even less desire to watch or read this show now. <laughs> I hope. Like I was pretty neutral about it. Now I'm at like net negative. <laughs> I hope this um, scratched everyone's itch yes. for the Vampire Diaries content but that we've never done. If this has not scratched your itch, 
We're, since this went a lot longer than we planned, yes. we, we planned a whole other segment. And the whole other segment is going to come up next week slash in part two, which will go up later today. We'll see what happens. We're not sure. Uh, in which me and Claire uh, both are going to bring a vampire's diary, vampire's diary, fan fiction. <laughs> and Josie will pick which one we read. <laughs> yes. This is where we will really find out where my opinions lie. Yes. So that will be probably a, this will probably be a really long episode and the next episode will be really short. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> we'll see. Okay. We'll see how the breakdown goes. Yeah. Uh, so in the meantime, you can find us on all our regular platforms for season five, which is Fine Pairings Podcast at Tumblr, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, and Fine Pairings Pod on Twitter, as well as finepairingspodcast at gmail.com. And if you would like more uh, content from us, you can always subscribe to our Patreon where we put adult content. So all of the fics that we find that are a little too smutty, a little too mature rated for the regular feed. Uh, For $5 a month, you can listen to two additional episodes over there. And outside of all of that, please uh, subscribe and send us in a five-star review. We are already getting requests for the end of the season for those five-star reviews. You can... uh, Put in your two cents and get a 500-word fanfiction as a reward, and we'll read those. Hopefully, at the end of the season, if we get a lot, maybe we'll switch up the format. We will see. Don't request a Vampire Diaries fic, because the answer is no. Know what to write. No. (laughs) I'm sorry I didn't like it. I feel guilty. I will wait and see if any of our fans liked Vampire Diaries. I feel guilty, and I'm also mad at you. Because I suggested an idea and you did. But I also made you sit through this entire recording while I told you about it. My karmic retribution is I had to go in and find a vampire diary speck and I have to sit through this like two and a half hours of recording. Yes. And I don't know why I'm here because I did nothing wrong. (laughs) And yet I still had to find a fic. Claire's just been an observer. Claire's the vampire stan in this group chat, so. Honestly, true. Yeah, I did nothing wrong. I don't deserve this. I'm sorry, Claire. And yet I still had to read a bunch of nonsensical fics because I didn't know who these characters were. It's true. And we'll get into that nonsense. I'm so excited for these. Next time. Yes. Goodbye. 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 Goodbye.